Hello, hello, everybody. I just wanted to say greetings from Popcorn Binge Podcast. I, first off, want to give a little sad little devotion to an entertainer that passed away um, yesterday, and that is Mr. Luke Perry. So the thing that I really liked about Luke, number one, in the 90s, he was just about as handsome as handsome could get on 90210 and he played this very um debonair character a little reminiscent of um some of the older hollywood actors and i think that's what made him so popular he was um a great romantic lead uh then when i looked into his personal life i found that he has a dad he was married and still friendly with his ex-wife Um, and had a new fiance. The quote that I think I resonated with the most was he said he had auditioned for hundreds and hundreds of things and he finally got a commercial. And then the career continued to slowly climb until he was able to get his break on 90210. And the three things that he is most noted for are 90210, And then he did a great movie about Lane Frost called Eight Seconds. And then that was also kind of in that 90s era. And then recently he's kind of had a, a you know, a rebirth on Riverdale. So most noted for three performances, no awards, um, nothing that, you know, is just outstanding. But he was able to crank out a living as an actor and it didn't happen overnight. I mean, this guy worked his butt off to get where he needed to be. And so I think seeing Luke Perry pass away in his 50s, I mean, he had a stroke. I mean, it wasn't like he was suffering for a long time with a with a terminal disease. This is, this is kind of like out of nowhere, a very surprising death. And a lot of the ladies my age in our 40s, um, he was something that we can resonate with from our early 20s. Um, and for some people in their, in their teens and that, you know, there was something about Dylan McKay on 90210 that we all want the, he was the you know, just the, the essential guy that everybody had a crush on in high school. And it wasn't necessarily that character, but who that character portrayed that guy at everybody's high school was everybody's crush that guy is the one that you would screw over your best friend for like what happened in 90210 to be with um and so i found it very funny that he was quoted as also saying he would not want his daughter to date dylan mckay that he wanted something better for his daughter so farewell friend thank you for entertaining us and uh just praying for his family and and healing and it's going to be a long road for him but your memories will be with us forever so thank you and for the cast of Riverdale they're going to be having this heavy um part of their show missing and so think about them that is their when you're on set when you're in a show that's your life Um, And those people become your family. And it's not just the people you see on screen, mind you. 
We're talking about the cameramen, the lighting men, the costumer, the set designers, the writers, the producers, the assistant producers, the runners, every sound guys, everybody on those show that is one team producing a product. And so the ones that get to be seen on, on screen, they get all the glory and the glamour. And that's the ones we tune into and talk about. But the behind the scenes guys if and women, if they were not there, those shows would not happen. And we would not see the quality of entertainment that we do. So think about that and, and always think about a show as a family unit. And a movie, a family unit. Anytime that they they wrap up production on these movies and and um, a little bit of them has to say goodbye to a piece of their family. And some relationships they do continue on and, and sometimes they get to work on other projects with them. But there is a little bit of a, a letdown and a grieving process that happens when those shows wrap up production. Something to think about today. I know that's kind of on a down note, but... I just really wanted to pay honor and, and tribute to to Luke. Um, and thank you for entertaining us for so many years and being a part of, of um, the art of storytelling. So the next thing I want to talk about is a show that I watched last night. It's new on Netflix. It's called The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. It is based on a true story. It is beautiful. And that's just as simple as I can put it. It is a beautiful story of a family in Africa um, during the dry season. And they faced um, just just absolute poverty where there is no food. And people were dying of of starvation. And this little boy, whose parents could no longer afford to send him to school, was inspired to make um, a wind powered pump to help water their fields so that they could plant and grow in the dry season. Now, the thing about this show that bothers me, and this is a, a bother that merely out of convenience, and that's probably the best way to say that, is that they speak in their native tongue and you do have to read subtitles occasionally. Now there is some English spoken because the majority of people in Africa actually have two languages, their native tribal language. And they also have the English language. The other thing that's interesting is if they move to a different tribal area, there is another language that is spoken there and and they do have to learn that language. So these are an extremely educated population Um, Think about here in America, we have everything we could possibly imagine. And a lot of us can only speak one language. So um, that is something that bothered me. But again, it's just merely out of a lack of convenience. You know, you have to be all in on on a show with subtitles because you have to read and keep up and feel the emotion. And sometimes the spoken word for me is easier to engage with. Um, And so like I said, mere, mere inconvenience. So there were so many takeaways from this show. And one of the things that I immediately picked up on was that a teacher could show this film in their class and show their students the, the difference in our education systems, because they do show 
the young boy, William is his name, his school. And you get to see an African school um, really well without actually visiting one. So you see that the family had to sacrifice a great deal. He had to wear a little uniform and he had to actually pay for his education. So unlike here in America where we do not have to pay for our public education, in Africa they do. And a family sacrifices in order to send their children to these schools. And if they cannot afford to send their children to schools, then their children do not go to school. This young man was so desperate and so naturally intuitive that he would sneak back into the school to go into the little dirt library and find books in order to figure out what he needed to figure out in order to help his family. The school is typical um, African school, uh, brick, dirt, um, limited resources. I think the part that really got to me was the library and little makeshift shelves made out of probably scrap lumber, books on there that have probably been there for, for years and it was a very limited amount. Um, the tables and the desks were handmade. And he would go in there and he would find what he needed in order to to make his, his wind turbine work. The family is beautiful, dynamic. Um, one of the, the, the men that plays the, uh, the dad, I've seen him in other things. I'm sorry I don't have his name today. I will have it for you later. But um, it is beautiful. I can see this show uh, being nominated and win some awards. And I believe the young man that played William deserves to get some kind of recognition for his performance. There is a scene where his, his dog passes away. And I cried. My husband was not actually watching the show with me. He was actually looking over my shoulder while he played a video game. And he was was moved. He did not hear a sound. He only saw the images of this boy grieving his dog dying. And he was like, whoa. That tells you how powerful this movie is. And I think that we all need to see it. And it's hard to watch. It's not an easy... It's not a comedy. It's not something that... Um, you, you walk away from it going, wow, that was a great popcorn movie. It's not a, it's not a, a superhero movie. What it is, is real life. And it's something for us in America, we need to watch shows like this because we need to see what it's like in other countries and how people live and how their basic things that we take for advantage of, um, for, for granted, that they are desperate things for them. And so that is The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind on Netflix. And so that, my friends, is how I will start the day. I'm excited to say that Catherine the Great and I will be uh, recording a podcast this afternoon. I cannot wait to hear what she has to say and what she has to share. Michaela will be uh, recording with me tomorrow again cannot wait to hear what they have to say the funny part about it is even when we're not recording we're calling each other or texting each other and talking about shows because they're so friggin good
Catherine did call me and was like, oh my gosh, I just finished the Umbrella Academy. Let's talk about it. And I said, no, 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 we got to wait. We got to, we got to get it on the podcast. And she was like, no, I got to, I got to talk about it. So these are the, the fun things about making this podcast is, you know, we, we love shows. We love the art of storytelling. We love movies and we love TV. We love series, television, and I like independent films, documentary films, and I like shorts as well. So those are some other things that I'd like to start reviewing. Guys, do me a favor. Like us on Instagram, Popcorn Binge Podcast. Um, and then shout out. Give me some shout outs. Tell me some things you're watching, some things you liked about the podcast. And please share our podcast. Um, it's on pretty much every podcast platform there is. Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, so on and so forth. And of course, Anchor. And guys, I'm just giving you guys a lovely day. And thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye.